Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com, and today we're discussing my latest piece for the site, Who's Better, the Cincinnati Reds or the San Francisco Giants, two teams that are in the middle of a series against each other right now. And the reason why I wanted to compare these two teams is because they were sitting in a very similar position as this series began. A game and a half out of the wild card. And two teams that I think have had a very similar narrative throughout the year, which is what I really dove into throughout this article. You look at the beginning. Both don't start off great. Okay, really struggle in April. Um, season turns around a bit in May. And then June, they were arguably the two hottest teams in baseball. The Giants went 18-8. and eight, um, And that was after actually being 17-12 and 12 in May. That completed a two-month stretch where they were 35-20. and 20. For the Reds, that two-month great stretch came a little bit later. It started in June when they went 18-9, and nine, and then they went 15-11 and 11 in July. All told, they were 33-20 and 20 over a two-month stretch. So, game off from each other, right? The Giants a couple games up in the win column on a two-month period. But overall, it's teams that at one point in the season were contending in their division. There was a point in time where the Giants were actually right there with the Dodgers. There was a point in time where the Reds were up there with the Brewers. And you thought, hey, maybe, maybe, or if not, the best team in their respective division. A time where they were both considered maybe the second best team in their division. And now as they went into this series against one another, I think it's pretty clear they're the third best team in each respective division. Okay, In the NL West, it's the Dodgers and it's the D-backs. You look at the NL Central, it's pretty clearly at this point the Brewers and the Cubs, and both of these teams really struggled in August. Okay, the the Giants have won the first two games of this series and have pushed themselves over ten wins on the month. But prior to the series, they were at nine wins. They were nine and fourteen. Now they're eleven and fourteen in the month. They've beaten up on uh, the Reds a little bit to get into that position, but it wasn't going good for, for either squad. Their, their WRC plus for each team in this month was you know, the sixth worst in baseball, or, or among the six worst teams. On the mound, the Reds pitching to a 5-2-5 ERA, seventh worst. Um, Giants a little more middle of the pack, 4-3-2 ERA. Uh, it, it was, again, two teams that were on a similar path. But really what I wanted to compare here is not who's – been worse who's going to flame out on the stretch it's instead all right you're still in an advantageous position you're still right there on the cusp of making the wild card so let's say either of them gets hot because even though we have a representative sample of what they've been through this season they've also each shown us the ability to get hot and so if either of them does hey giants won a couple here against the reds maybe they're the team which one of the two is the more formidable wildcard team if they can sneak in? That's what I really wanted to explore in the article because, again, it's two wildcard teams that are close to each other. We're going to be doing this a bunch down the stretch of the season as these teams play head-to-head and, and battle it out for playoff positioning, try to figure out which one not only is better suited to make it to the end of the year, but you know, if they get into a wild card, who are you scared of? If you are... An opposing team. If you are uh, the Brewers and you're going to play, uh, you know the last wild card team. 
who do you want to face? You look at the offensive stuff throughout the year. The Reds have been slightly better, but again, going into this series, very similar, these two teams. Weighted runs created plus, measure hitters based on league average of 100. So a team's WRC plus is how much better or worse they are compared to league average. The Reds and the Giants both entered this series with a WRC plus of exactly 95. So both slightly below average offensive teams. But the Reds carried uh, you know, the mark in pretty much every other offensive statistic. You know, they had a better at batting average on the year, 247 compared to 239. Better on base, 325 compared to 314. Better slug, 412 to 388. Uh, OPS, 736 compared to 702. Home runs, 153 to 142. Runs per game, 4.78 to 4.32. Yet the net result of the offenses is not much different. It's interesting. It really is. And I think it's two teams that have gotten to that 95 WRC plus in different ways. Uh, You know, for the Reds, it's just been a revolving cast of characters. You know, the team that they started with is a lot different than the team that they have now. The team they had in June is different than the one they have now. They've been calling up players all year long, guys that have incredible talent but haven't necessarily delivered on the promise just yet. You look up and down the line, now you got Ellie De La Cruz, you got Christian Encarnacion Strand, you got Noel V. Marte, you got Spencer Steer, a lot of young players who could make a pretty big impact. But the rookie that was the best player for them all year long is Matt McClain, and now he might be lost for the season. He's run the aisle with an oblique strain, and when you strain your oblique at the end of August, doesn't always mean you're going to come back for this season. So that's a really big blow to that lineup. He was hitting 290, 357 on base, 507 slug, 16 home runs, 14 stolen bases. He led the team in batting average, slugging percentage, OPS, and WRC plus at 128. Also was leading the team in F4 at 3.2. Now, the good thing is Spencer Steer is still out there, and he's been you know, the second best hitter on the Reds, if not the best hitter, depending on what you look at. He's got the most home runs, got the most RBIs, 18 homers, 71 ribbies. Um, this was when I wrote the article yesterday. I uh, know he had an RBI last night in the game that Alex Cobb uh, took a, a no-header into the ninth. Spencer Steer broke it up with an RBI double um, and out away. So he's been the anchor of the Reds offensively. And look, if they get a better version of Ellie De La Cruz, Noel V. Marte, if all these guys who have this really high upside pan out, on paper, absolutely. And by function, they've been slightly better. But if you look at San Francisco, the difference is it's a lot of just steady veterans, okay? Or maybe not even steady veterans, but veterans that by the end of the year are going to be above average. And that's what they've all been. You know, guys that will put up a WRC plus between 105 and 120. Uh, Wilmer Flores has been the best of the bunch this year. He's got a 143 WRC plus at the time of writing the article. Sitting 296, 357 on base, 538 slug. Leading the team in home runs with 19. Michael Conforto and J.D. Davis each with 15 home runs. You see behind me, if you're watching on YouTube, I am a Mets guy, so it is interesting to me. I have to note it that three former Mets are leading the Giants in home runs this season, uh, and they've all carried the team for a stretch. You know, Flores has been pretty dependable. Uh, Conforto was red hot in May. J.D. Davis had a really good start to the year where he was the Giants' best player. 
Now it's you know probably not Flores. It's probably Patrick Bailey. Um, you know, he does it both offensively, particularly lately, and defensively. Um, Tyro Estrada, same thing. Guys that have been respectable hitters but outstanding defenders. And I, I think that's also the big difference here with the Giants and the Reds. They've been better fielding. I mean, look, you look at defensive run saved. It has these two teams at about a wash. Giants at uh, um, minus eight. Um, we're actually start the Reds at minus eight defensive run saved. The Giants at minus nine. But if you look at outs above average, there's a stark difference. And I, I tend to lean towards outs above average and also just lean towards the metric that shows us the discrepancy because the, the one defensive run save has these teams about even. You look at the Giants, they have 16 outs above average on the season, the fifth most in Major League Baseball. Meanwhile, the Reds are sitting with minus 24 outs above average, second worst behind only the Boston Red Sox. If you look at combined F4, so that's Fangraphs wins above replacement and see which team has had the more valuable position player core, the Giants have the edge, and it's largely due to their defense. Because, again, we went back to the offense, and the offensive differences were marginal. Defensively, there's been a bigger difference. The Giants have an F4 as a team of 14.3, the Reds 10.7. I don't think either of these teams is that much different when it comes to position players. The Reds have the upside. The Giants have the stable veterans. Uh... Either one of them could get hot for a month here. The big separator, though, is the pitching. You look at the pitching. The Reds this year have really struggled to find consistent starting pitching. 5.35 ERA, third worst in all of baseball. The Giants, meanwhile, on the fringe of the top 10 with the 11th best ERA at 4.13. And that's largely due to their one-two punch. Logan Webb has been one of the most consistent starting pitchers in baseball over the last three seasons. Pitching to a 3-5-1 ERA across 27 starts and leading all of baseball in innings pitch. He's racked up over 170 this year. Alex Cobb, meanwhile, almost threw a no-hitter against the Reds last night. 3-7-4 ERA that I'm sure just got cut down uh, even lower. That was across his first 24 starts and 132 in a third innings pitch. Those two guys you can count on without a doubt. And then the, ga- the first game of this series this week, Kyle Harrison, left-handed top pitching prospect, was electric. Um, and that was, you know, in his home debut uh, against Cincinnati. But, you know, he did pitch one of the game this year. He struck out 11 in six and a third, allowed just three hits and two walks, did not give up a run. If Harrison finds something down the stretch, if he can build off the momentum of that start, they got a one, two, three punch that, think some teams would be a little bit scared of in a wild card series. I mean, they're not going to be playing at home, but you know, let's just say it's Giants versus Brewers. And they can match up with Burns and Woodruff with Webb and Cobb. And they have a really good bullpen too. That's a team that you know can give the Brewers a run for their money. Or even if they were in the second wild card, they were playing the Phillies. It's the same situation. The Reds, as much as they were America's team and they're more exciting, that rotation has been that question mark all year long, and those questions haven't been answered. Nick Lodolo was supposed to be their best pitcher coming into the year. At least he was the pitcher that I saw the most people really hyping up as a guy that could be a front-line starter for them moving forward. Him and Hunter Green. I mean, that's been the story the last couple years. Hunter Green, 
Start on opening day, he's got the incredible stuff as hard as he throws. But both of these guys have been hurt. Nick Lodolo has only made seven starts, and those starts did not go well. Meanwhile, Hunter Green has pitched 80 innings, so he's been relatively healthy. He's been a little bit more available than Lodolo. That's a 5.06 ERA, and he's got a chance here to go up against Logan Webb and maybe change the narrative of his season a little bit. But that's not something you can really count on with the way he's pitched so far this year. Now you got Graham Ashcraft, who has been the best pitcher in the Reds rotation. He's been healthy enough to make 25 starts and just be dependable, throwing over 140 innings. Uh, but his ERA in the season is 4.73. Now, granted, over his last 10 starts, he's pitching to a 2.49 ERA. So he's the guy that's figuring it out. And you know, there is a world where Hunter Green and Graham Ashcraft can figure it out enough to be a one-two punch somewhere in the vicinity of Webb and Cobb. But that's a world where where Ashcraft keeps doing what he's doing, and Green, you know, is the best version of himself down the stretch. And there's just no guarantee that's going to happen. Webb and Cobb, it's just way more dependable. You go to the bullpens. The Giants slightly better bullpen on the year three eight one ERA compared to a three nine six ERA. You look at F four, pretty much the same thing. Giants and Reds at four point eight and four point seven, with the Reds having the slight edge and. That might have changed last night for all I know, although uh, the Giants' bullpen wasn't needed at all, so I guess that didn't change. Um, But maybe the Reds' bullpen ERA, or F4, excuse me, did. If you look at who has the best reliever in either bullpen, it's probably the Reds, because Alexis Diaz has been great this year. 2.22 ERA, he's notched 34 of his 36 save opportunities, 77 strikeouts and 56 and two-third innings pitched. That's a strikeout per nine of 12.23. You add in Lucas Sims, Derek Long, Ian Gabo. I mean, they have a, a good bullpen that's been pretty solid all year. But the same can be said about the Giants. They got Camilo Doval, one of the nastiest closers in baseball. 298 ERA in the season, 35 saves. They got the two Rogers brothers, Taylor and Tyler, who have both kept their ERAs under 2.8 this year. Luke Jackson and Ryan Walker have been pitching great lately to round out that bullpen. Uh, the Giants' bullpen's got maybe a slight edge on depth. Um, but even if you called it a wash, the discrepancy in the starting pitching is just so stark that that really kind of carries the Giants in this head-to-head. And that's ultimately where I have to go. If you ask me who's the better wildcard team, uh, I'd say the Giants are the team that would strike a little more fear into the heart uh, of one of their uh, opponents here because... I don't think a lot of teams want to face Logan Webb game one. Alex Cobb, I've already said it multiple times today, but it's worth repeating again. He just showed the ability to have no hit stuff through nearly an entire game. Kyle Harrison, electric in his last start. Don't know if that's going to continue, but the one-two punch of Webb and Cobb is just so far superior to whatever it is right now in Cincinnati. If you want to call it maybe Green and Ashcraft. Um... But I'd also say the Reds are the team that could get hot down the stretch and be a more fun wildcard team. I'm sure a lot of baseball fans who don't have a, a dog in the race would prefer to watch the Reds in a playoff setting with Ellie De La Cruz you know, shining in front of everyone. Um, if I had to pick which one has a better chance at it, I mean, look, the Giants have won the first few games of this series. I, I think their chance at it is maybe better. I, I guess the one that you could look at is you know the schedule down the stretch and who's got the the better odds there? Um, and, and granted, you know coming out of the central as a wild card team, 
you would think would be easier because there's just, you know, not as many decent teams. I mean, the fourth place team in the, the NOS right now is the Padres. Now, the Padres have been awful all year, um, so you have to kind of take them with, with, a, with a big grain of salt, but it's still a team that's got a ton of superstars on it. And speaking of the Padres, that's who the Giants play next after their game uh, against the Reds today. To close out the month beyond that, they play uh, the Cubs. So chance to go head-to-head against another wildcard team. Rockies, Guardians, Rockies. That right there is a 10-game stretch. you got to feel pretty good about it if you're the Giants. The Guardians a little bit tougher than the, the Rockies, but... Uh, you play the first six games at home before going to Coors Field for four. Then you got two against the D-backs in Arizona, four against the Giants. Uh, excuse me, four against the Giants. The Giants have four against the Giants. Four against the Dodgers um, in L.A., three more against the Padres, and then you close the season against the Dodgers again. At least that series is at home. And the Dodgers can play spoiler a little bit and, and knock the, the Giants out of the playoffs. So, uh, it's interesting. I still think that the Giants are the better um, team, the one that teams would fear more, but that's not an easy schedule by any stretch. Meanwhile, you look at the Reds, and they're going to be playing the Cubs for a four-gamer at home, um, the Mariners, three-gamer at home, then the Cardinals for a three-gamer. That's a tough stretch uh, in the sense that it's – Two division rivals, one that's in the playoff mix. For four games, we got to play a doubleheader. Uh, and then the Mariners are the hottest team in baseball right now. So the Reds could very much be out of this thing by the time they even get to the middle of September. If they do get that far, though, three against the Tigers, three against the Mets, um, three against the Twins is tough, but then you got three against the Pirates, two against the Guardians, and you close your season against the Cardinals. The Reds have the softer schedule um, overall, but they're also currently sitting with the two games out behind the Giants who have grabbed that third wildcard spot from the D-backs. Now they suddenly are um, the second-best team, although the D-backs have been playing better in that division for um, the last you know, few weeks here. It's going to come down to the wire here, and... You know, maybe the, the Giants and D-backs beat, them, beat each other up a little bit, but uh, those, I think, are the two teams that are more likely to make it out with that last wild card spot. We'll just see who plays better baseball down the stretch. But, again, ask me straight up, who's better, the Giants or the Reds? They've proved it so far this series, and I think that's going to hold true for the rest of the season. The Giants are better, and I'd be a little bit surprised at this point if the Reds can find their way into the dance come October. Anyway, that's going to be all for this edition of Who's Better Baseball. Uh, Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Please, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. It really is important. And also, check out the article at JustBaseball.com and all the other great written stuff we have going up there as well as we close out what's been a very exciting 2023 season.